Yo, son. Jimmy. Finally got it to work. There it is, Papa. Yeah, man, this Anchor app. Yeah, it's a little tricky, man. Like, one of my other recordings, I had a fucking... It cut off. I was interviewing somebody that lives in L.A. And go figure, bro. They don't. They still haven't figured out how to fucking make a clean cell phone signal. Bro, I, that shit cut off like seven times, bro. I That's had to keep tough. telling... I had to keep resending the invite, and then I had to take all those clips. Because when it cuts, it does save it to my phone, even, yeah. even if it abruptly cuts. And I had to tie all those segments together myself. And, yeah, it's just sucks. But, you know, I mean, this app is help- it's very helpful, though, because um, what, what happens is when I'm done recording and I upload it to the app, from there, they go and distribute it onto uh, iTunes and Spotify on their own. They kind of oh, okay. do the yeah, they do a lot of middle work for me, which is cool as fuck. Well, that's good. Yeah, so all right, I'm just do a quick countdown. Three, two, one. And here we are. Episode motherfucking eight of the podcast. What's up, you bad motherfuckers? I'm what here. With... <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with one of my main one of my main dudes, one of my fraternity brothers from down here in Florida. We don't get to see each other too much, but you know, we're all adults working, busy and whatnot. My main man Jimmy, what a dooski. What up, man? I'm glad to be on the podcast, tearing it up. <laughs> Jimmy, so Jimmy, is that is that your government or I don't even know. I just know you as Jimmy. What's your or is that you don't want to get into that? <laughs> Dang, man. Nah, I mean, we just call you Jimmy. You're just Jimmy. You're just Jimmy. Yeah, Fuck it's, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, nah, and I asked that because obviously I know that you are of Asian descent. Yep, 100% Vietnamese. Oh, shit. I didn't know. I didn't even know specifically Vietnamese. See, we never even went this deep, and here we are, only two minutes in. Yeah, but it's really <laughs> funny because, like, I get, I get that I'm mixed all the time. People don't think that I'm 100% Vietnamese. What did they take you for? Because I thought, if you asked me, I probably would have said, Jimmy is Chinese. But I don't, <laughs> want, don't take that as an insult. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just, you, you and 99% of the other Americans. <laughs> <laughs> No, even the Vietnamese uh, people think that I'm like half white, or some people think I'm like Samoan. Shit, bro, yo, because I met when I met you, we were already in our twenties on our fraternity shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Let me talk to you a little bit about your childhood. Like, you grew up down here in Florida, or you grew up in Vietnam? Or... No, military brat, man. So you know, really, yeah, didn't have much of a home up until the age of ten, just because I was moving around a lot. So born in South Carolina, oh, so Southern boy in heart. And then, okay, uh, okay. From there, we moved to Alabama. In the True. Sticks. That's the south, yeah. south. South, south. <laughs> and then right. from there, we moved out to Germany. Whoa. There two, three years. How old were you when you lived in Germany? Uh, I was probably about four years old up until about six or seven. Oh, okay, okay. So I was gonna ask you if you ever if you ever noticed any type of political propaganda in the streets and shit like that. But you were too young to notice any of that kind of shit. Not when it comes to political propaganda. I remember when I was there, the Berlin Wall was coming down. Really? Wow, that's crazy. I was actually there in Germany as that would as that was happening. So that was, and and even though I was a kid, I have a memory like a like an elephant, and I can remember a lot of random stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of photographic memories of shit. Yeah, you know, um, I can't pinpoint dates and all that, but. Yeah, I could definitely remember the most specific random things happening. So this day, my mom be like, "Really?" Yeah, but it's I also vice. What's up? I was gonna say I remember even like the apartment complex that I lived in when we first moved there. We lived in um, an apartment that this guy had in front of his farm on his farmland. So we lived like on a farmer's condo that he had or apartment or whatever it is. And every single time that I smell black tar when people are repaving <laughs> streets, mind, it takes me back to that day when I was living in that farmhouse, and it was pretty legit. And then after that, we moved on to the military base and lived in. Boulder. Why, why, why black tar? What is it about the farms with the black tar? It was just it was one of those things like they were just like you know the streets there are old school cobblestone. Oh, okay, 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 I got you. So they were just starting to repave the streets and like ah, uh, got, got you, got Back to that memory. Copy, copy. So. Wow, fucking Germany. So, so where'd you go after that? Uh, Texas. Oh, okay. 
So, so now you so now you came right back to the to the to the south pretty much like in the in the in the, in the area. Correct. Yeah, in the southern region. Yep. And this is all with your parents still? Like this is still military moving around and Yep. Holy yep. shit. And so then, then the last move after that was Florida. And how old were you when you finally got to Florida? Ten years old. Oh, okay. Damn, you did more traveling than I've done in thirty four years in your first ten years. <laughs> shit. I've never even left the country. It's, it's embarrassing as to say. I just right. got my passport, if that helps you out at all. <laughs> where where do, where do you go to get it? See how fucking much of a schmuck I am? <laughs> you just got to go. There's a, there's a place over in Winter Park. You can go to any of the Orange County clerk services or whatever it is. Ask them for an application. You fill up the application. You just need to make sure that you have birth certificate, a driver's license. Okay. You can even okay. take your picture while you're there whole process honestly was super easy um how, how much did you pay for the passport i paid for the passport and i paid for the card so it came out to like a buck 60 okay yeah that's usually what it was up north um because i was before right before i moved to florida i was um trying to make a wedding and in, in dr i couldn't make it and stuff but i was trying to figure out the passport and it's about the same up north about 180 yeah. or something like that as i say uh, if you do it now now's the time to do it because it, it only it only took me three weeks to get it Without even expediting it. Oh, it still takes three weeks. I see that. I didn't know. It still takes three weeks to process. Holy shit. Yeah. And there's an office down. Unless if you want to go straight to Miami and go work, go straight to the office, you can get it done quicker. But then you got to drive all the way down to Miami. Nah, I'm good. One of my boys actually just hit me up today because he's a 18 wheel semi truck driver. Yeah, I, I hope I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. And this world of political correctness, like taking please there. He drives them big ass semi trucks. <laughs> he drives a big rig. He drives big rigs, baby. My man, Big Rick Pauly, <laughs> from back from back home from Staten Island. He called me up today and was like, "Yo, what's up, man? I'm doing a job, um, but it's Miami." He was like, "I'm gonna be in Miami, but tomorrow on the way back up north because he lives in Virginia. On the way back up, you know, I'll come visit and shit." Yeah. So, uh, it's funny that you talk about politics because I'm like I'm seeing it blow up everywhere right now. Yo, dude, just today, Raymond texted me, and he's like, yo, fucking, because I'm trying to get Raymond on the podcast, too, and he's like, yo, I'm watching, are you watching the news? And I'm, I'm like, out running errands. I'm like, nah, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, fucking uh, Mike Kavanaugh, whoever the fuck. I don't really follow this shit as strongly yeah. as people do, but I know Trump's lawyer was on TV blasting him. Yeah. Like, crazy. What, just... what do you, well, go ahead, what do you take? I don't know, man. For me, I'm not a, I'm not a big political guy, but I'm a common sense guy. Yeah, okay. Do you do so, you feel like you lean more left or right? Especially I'm, nowadays. So when Hillary and Trump ran for office, there was a website that had like a three hundred questionnaire. And oh shit. I did I did not know that. <laughs> if you filled out if you filled out your, the questions based on your beliefs and it literally asked everything that you wanted to know, you know, if you, you know, you know, worked for a job or whatever it is, how do you feel about giving a portion of your taxes to medicare or whatever you know what I mean? wow but Real no but those are those are very spe- like specific precise questions very very specific um, was this I, website this is a government funded website or this is like a fan-made website or no so it's a speak? government funded it was oh shit damn yeah. that's what's up all right so my bad go ahead so when i found out when i answered all those questions i actually leaned independent which is really weird me too like on my own like when i went to switch the florida license they're like uh they're like Democrat or Republican. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to say either or in front of all these people right now. I'm like, just put yeah. me as independent. <laughs> yeah. So nah, it's, nah, but... it's weird, man. I was raised Republican, but I have very open minded views that some of the Democrats have as well. But I don't believe in everything that the Democrats believe in. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Just, it's a weird mixture, man. And I think that's the reason why if The Rock ran for president, I'd be all about it. Yo, bro, you're talking to the biggest WWF fan. Notice I said WWF, not WWE. Yeah. Bro, The Rock, forget about it, bro. That would be fucking tremendous. It would be, be, be better than Kanye. <laughs> yeah, if he ran, nobody would say that he's racist. The white people would love him because he's a wrestler. Yep. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, he already have the whole South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, listen, bro, I, I'm, I'm kidding, but, bro. I wore, so, let me see, I'm trying to remember what night it was. Okay, so one night, I went out, uh, I don't know, but I went out with two, two of my friends from Full Set when I was in school, and one of them used to go to Rollins. You, are you familiar with Rollins? Yeah. Yeah, so I was in that area, and um, I had a wrestling shirt on, and we go in this bar, and bro, this guy was like an older white guy, clean cut, looked like conservative, but like he had money, 
he wasn't like a like you know like a like uh I don't want to like you know try to downplay nobody, but he wasn't like dirty looking or nothing like that. He was a clean, very clean cut looking professional guy. Yeah. And he and he fucking lost his shit. He was when he saw me coming with the shirt, he was like, Oh my god, fucking blood. and long story short, bro, we sat there for like an hour talking about wrestling. He wound up buying me drinks, he bought me Jack Daniels. What? Yeah, <laughs> just off the strength of wrestling. And he's like, and he's telling and he's telling me, and he got the accent, he's like, Man. Wrestling is king in Florida. Da, 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 da. He grew up, and it turned out he's from Tampa, and he's telling me about Ric Flair and all this shit. And I don't know, but I just know that wrestling definitely is very big down here in the South. That's where I got. <laughs> that's where in if he's out of if he's out of Tampa, that's actually I learned this recently. There's a building that's over there in Tampa, uh-huh. that I, or it's either Tampa or St. Pete. I couldn't remember, but my boss was telling me about it. That okay. is where wrestling started. Really? Like one of the old NWA venues type of? The very first WWF episode ever filmed was filmed over in St. Pete, Tampa area. Oh, shit. The very first episode. And that's where I think I'm sure it was the WWF, but I just don't remember if it was like in Tampa or St. Pete, but it's one of the old, old buildings that's there. Shit, that's so cool, man. Like that's yeah. that's like wrestling history and shit. For those that care about wrestling, there's a lot of people that probably like, man, yeah. re- re- wrestling's corny, man. <laughs> man, those everything else they probably watch on TV and everything else. Yeah, there. bro, and that's that's the one that kills me when they go, oh, but you know it's fake. I know, I know it's fake, but so is Game of Thrones, <laughs> and everybody loves that shit. <laughs> so Survivor, so is we like, we all we all we all um suspend our disbelief for something, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually just started watching Dragon Ball the other day. How's that? Pretty good. Um, I'm on the very first season. I put Dragon Ball Z on the caption on Facebook, and everybody was fucking crazy. Actually, that's Dragon Ball. I'm watching like the 1986 very first installment. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. See, that's why I never did get into Dragon Ball because I, I I always knew like there's so many fucking episodes of that shit, and it's different series throughout the years that yeah. each have like three or four seasons. Or more or whatever, like GT, whatever the fuck. So I found this app called Funimation, mm-hmm. and I signed up for the one-month trial, and they got all, they got the whole entire fucking series in English dub, too. So I'm wow. like, oh, cool. Yeah, so I was like, damn, that's what's up. That's sweet. Because when you go online to those third-party sites, sometimes they're not English dubbed and shit like that. What about you? What do you do? You fuck with Dragon Ball or no? I I did when I was younger, but then like like you said, there's so many episodes and and so many different things that I got to a point to where I was just watching it for the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, some of the (laughs) storylines. But then sometimes if I miss like a couple episodes, or sometimes I would watch it like I didn't know if I was already behind or if I was already ahead because sometimes they would just flip around the episodes and I just got mixed up all over the place. Well, what were some of your favorite Saturday morning cartoons growing up? Saturday morning. So when I was so when I lived in Germany, oh shit, <laughs> there was no such thing as like a Saturday full of cartoons. What it really? was, it was Saturday morning, and you had one hour, and it was only two cartoons that played every Saturday. The same ones, it. same one. So it was, uh, it was. Do you remember? I don't know if anybody remembers this, but the Gummy Bears. Oh, I don't remember them having a cartoon or a show. That's crazy now. So I mean, the, obviously the treat, but not the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, but the gummy bears, the cartoon was spelled with an I and not with a Y. Which I think, now that you're saying that, in retrospect, I think it's like that on the packages too. I think. I could I be wrong. Say, the way they do it is, though, their whole thing was they drink this purple juice <laughs> and then they just start bouncing. <laughs> and that's how they get their superpowers. <laughs> but their superpowers are just bouncing. <laughs> what the fuck? That sounds amazing. So that, and then Winnie the Pooh. Oh wow, classic! Yeah, and, but I never, I never got into Winnie the Pooh too much. But I was forced to because that was all I could watch. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I know, I know, I know. But fucking um, go ahead. I was gonna say, but once we moved to, once we moved from Germany to Texas, that's when I got into the WWF and just started watching mm. like all the wrestling, and that was my thing to watch when I was younger. So you were, see, that's something I didn't really, like, know, know about you. I didn't know you, like, were a fan at one point of WWF. Yeah, like a I fan was a fan. fan all the way, or from the very, very beginning when the Bushwhackers were around, uh, <laughs> Legion of Doom, like... Yes, sir, yes, sir. All that, all the way up until probably right when they started converting to the WWE is when I started to kind of fall off because in The Rock... Stone Cold, all those guys that were my favorites were starting to disappear. 
Yep, and that and that was a huge transition for wrestling now because, um, and it's funny because I still talk about this on the on the Recons of Wrestling thing. I do that. The ratings back then, when the era you're talking about, bro, there was seven to eight million people sitting in front of their TVs on Monday nights. Yeah. Now, now they're only averaging two million viewers a week. Yeah. And their and their excuse now is like. Oh, but you know, social media, pop, pop, pop. And I get that. I do get that. They do it. Obviously, if they have a YouTube page with just the clips, people will go and just watch the clips the next day if they were working, whatever. But I don't know, man. I still feel that a good TV, I feel like any good TV show could still draw millions of people in front of the TV on a Sunday night, like Game the of Thrones. They have, they, I was going to say, go ahead. No, no, no. That, that's all I was saying. Like, that's just my point. Like, that was just adding to your point that, yeah, man, after 2002 ish, there was a huge drop off after it's, Stone Cold and the Rock left. Yeah, that it's was the characters. Much it. When you don't have a good character format anymore, there's no good storyline. And bro, and the wrestlers now they're small. Some of them are no offense to nobody. They're overweight. And again, I say no offense because I, me, even me, I got my stomach. But like you said, bro, these guys were like we we these they used to look like people that we wanted to be, and we knew they did steroids. <laughs> yeah. But, but they still looked and appeared to be larger than life. They were these larger than life characters. They looked like fully grown action figures and shit. Like, and now they just look like regular dudes in the ring. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the storylines aren't cool. Like, like Stone Cold, you knew what Stone Cold was all about. He was Billy Badass. He drank beer in the ring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the fucking ring, left beer stains all over the mat. Or... <laughs> yep. And then The Rock was just that character that everybody loved because he was hilarious. He would cut you off in the middle of your sentence and didn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, it you, doesn't you don't matter. Have characters like that anymore. Yeah. Hey, and listen, man. And that's that's the point now is that now they're just catering to the small niche hardcore fan base. They're not trying to grab the masses no more like they like they used to. Like regular people used. To, Regular people used to watch wrestling on Monday nights. Like, even my cousins and stuff, they don't watch wrestling no more. But back in the 90s, bro, they all loved that shit. Yeah. But same thing. I, I feel you, man. I feel you when, when it comes Everyth- to wrestling, man. Everything's getting so politically correct. Everybody's uh, – no everybody, but I feel like people are getting soft. Um, it's hard for me to say just because you and I were in the same age range. We kind of grew up in this in this generation where – Mm-hmm. The participation trophy generation. Yo, that's some that's some wild shit, man. But it's like you need you kind of you. Uh, I don't know how to explain to people because I'm struggling right now. But I don't. Do I complain about it? Yeah, I, I rant about it. I let it out. But do I let it finish me? No. You know what I'm saying? Like the point well, is a struggle. They, yeah. You need to teach kids about struggle, man, and pain. Like, and, and that's, I think that's where they're missing nowadays. And I think that a lot of people now, and I'm not saying everybody, I, I think one of the great things that came from my generation besides the technology is mm-hmm. there's a lot more entrepreneurs that are out there now and a lot more YouTube videos to kind of help us out instead of, you know, looking at the encyclopedia or whatever it is. But that's true. That's true. That's it. But, that, but then it goes back down to our generation. You and I were fortunate enough to be at the very beginning of that generation. Yep, where yep. our parents instilled in us the hard work ethics that is kind of missing from a lot of kids now. It's crazy, bro. I literally just had a sit down heart to heart with my mom today, bro. Yeah. Just today. Cause I'm still living here with her and, you know, and she's like, look, man, cause I just lost my job last month. And she's just like, what's up, man? Like you got a master's degree. Like, what's up, brother? Yeah. Talk to me. What's going on? And I, I broke it down to her. I'm like, yo, look, man, like, you know, I could go work two regular jobs right now, McDonald's and 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 Arnest Strauss or whatever that shit is, the auto place or whatever, you know. Yeah. And like, but <clears throat> you know, it's like she has the mentality the old school mentality is, is basically I don't care what you do, just do it. Just do something. Just have job security. Yeah. I don't care about chasing dreams and none of that crap. That, yeah. that shit is all bullshit to them. <laughs> yeah. So so we definitely had that conversation where it's like I'm trying to meet her in the middle. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to act like I'm trying to be Steve Jobs. Like, just leave me alone because I'm a genius in the making. Yeah. Like, you know, bills do got to get paid. But I told her, too, I'm like, that's why I got my master's because, like, I'm done with regular jobs. That's it. I served my time. And she yeah. knows she's been there. I, my first job was was delivering newspapers, 1998. I was 13 years old. Yeah. And any of my friends from Staten Island, they know that are listening. They know flipping burgers, uh, folding clothes. I did all that shit. And so... 
I do wrestle with that in my mind. Like I still hear my parents saying, just get any job, just have job security. Yeah. And then the, I, and then I literally told her, I'm like, mom, there's a whole generation of us that are young dreamers. And we have old head parents like y'all that are just telling us to just do anything. And a lot of people are getting stuck in the abyss with that shit. Stuck so, at some job they hate and, you know. Yeah, and which is understandable. But here's the other flip side of it. And the only reason why I can say that is because I've, I've been working to, since I was 15 years old. My first job was at Dunkin' Donuts. Not there it is. Was. And the one thing that I've learned is even if and, – and don't get me wrong. You know, earlier my – I've probably been through at least 30 jobs within my first <laughs> 15 years of, of working <laughs> in the force. Same but here, man. <laughs> it's one of those though that we go through the motions, and we and and it, it really comes back down to the person. And I'm not saying that you're not like it, or I'm not like it, or I am, or vice versa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you work for these other people, you can learn through their mistakes on things that you don't want to do when you finally decide to do your own thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, but give me an example of what you're saying. So, say for example, my first job at Dunkin' Donuts, right? Oh, okay. It's it's a it's a it's a fast food production type thing. Uh, you know, they have a certain way. They have a method of doing things. They have a way of, of being able to ring up the the system, or they have a way of making their donuts or whatever it is. Okay. Or the way they treat their employees, for example. It, well, let's just go back to that. Well, the way they treat their employees. Right. Okay. Okay. When I worked there, I was only 15 at the time. But then after a while, like the 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 opportunities for advancement or for them to want to listen to my ideas to somehow streamline the processes or make things better or be more efficient. I was just another number to them. But at least I know that if I ever decided to open my own business, I can take those efficiencies that I was able to create on my own and create in this type of job or environment that I would want, but then also create a a space knowing that if I ever had employees that were underneath me, I know that I'm never going to just treat them like another number. Yo, that's that's great advice, man. I, when I was working, I did a quick one, two week or one week gig at this company called TV4. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they knew it was a temp job and they were only looking to hire two or three people. It was like 30 of us archiving all these videos for them. And they were like, look, we're going to do this is like a trial. Yeah, we started we started with 40. We ended with like 35 or 30. A couple of people quit. And then out of those 30, they were only going to hire like two or three. But it was cool. It was a cool, quick paid gig, whatever. And um, But the very, very last day, they did a conference call. And this guy came on. And I forget I forget who he is or what his like – what basically someone important. You know, they called him up on the conference and we're all listening to him. And pretty much the concept of that whole meeting was, hey, we have this guy on the phone and we might not be able to hire all of you. But right now, we can offer you free knowledge. If you guys want to pick this guy's brain, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. And people are asking questions about the industry and, and getting into the your first production job and whatever the fuck. And one thing that he was saying in general that caught me was that he was like, hey, look, guys, even if you guys have to fucking right now after this, after this job, even if you guys have to go work at fucking Whole Foods Network, and learn just like you did. Learn from where you're working, even if it's that whack job you don't want. Yeah. Because he was he was talking about the people, not necessarily the practices and policies, but both apply the same. Yeah. He was basically saying network with people because you'll be at Whole Foods thinking, Man, I'm better than this. I'm supposed to be a filmmaker. But you don't even know that the guy that's packing meat. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing him now, but he's basically saying, you know, just network because you never know the people there that you are working with. You know, what their story is, where they come from, or what connects they have. The guy packing meat could be like, oh, shit, I'm just a meat packer at Whole Foods. But my cousin, Jimmy, works at MTV. Let me, maybe I could send me, give me a resume. I'll send it over to him. Shit like that. Always network because you never know who knows who or who can help you in general. And that's And you hit the nail on the head because think about it. So when we're in middle school, we're in high school, a lot of the friends that we make are friends that we've made through school. But then mm-hmm. once you graduate high school, you have a choice. You can either go to work or you can go back and get your degree. Right. When you go to college, you meet more people. You yep. know what I'm saying? But then once you're done with college, usually the people that you've met in college, for the most part, are going to be the ones that you end up being friends with all the way until the day that you die, for the most part. For the most part. I mean, hell, me and you met 13 years ago or so. Yep. In college. Yep. Shit, so. And we weren't even in the same state and we didn't even go to the same school. 
<laughs> no, seriously, that was that was through through fraternity. Yeah, and, and, you know, and again, the same thing. Like these joining any type of group or social club, um, always helps. Yep. Hell yeah! Just yesterday, I was, I was talking to one of my ex girlfriends. <laughs> I know people probably think, why you keep talking to all your ex girlfriends now? So, <laughs> listen, man, I remain friends with everybody, man. But uh, no, nah, but me and her still really get along really good and shit. So, uh. Yeah, she was telling me the same thing. She was giving me that same ear beating. And sometimes you don't want to hear it. You're just sitting there like, yeah, yeah. But it's true. But she's like, look, man, sign up for the gym. Join a club. Join a social club. Something. Yeah. Something where you're out the house and you're chilling and mingling with people. As adults, it's harder for us to meet people nowadays, especially with our generation. And like I said, our generation, because we are still technically included in it. Because a lot of them now are so afraid of what's going on in the world or they're afraid of like violence or they're afraid of whatever, anything that the media is feeding them, they're afraid of. So what they do is they resort to staying in home and then they just want to hang out at home. That's the reason why food delivery services are a big thing now or Amazon's a big thing now or even, you know, if you want to go to Target or Walmart and buy some groceries, but you don't want to get out of your car. Now they deliver to your car. It's so funny because people are becoming so antisocial that it's hard for you to make friends like the friends that if, if, if i was a millennial right now probably the 30 friends that i have will be the friends that i have for the rest of my life and even then i still might lose some because the only other place that i'm going to be able to meet more people is either at work but i'll probably see the same people unless if it's a high turnover place or if i decide mm-hmm. to go back to school or like you said join a club or, or do something active where i'm meeting other people yeah man and it's like i was thinking about it today matter of fact i was like like at my job, my, my last job where I was just at, it was really small. I'm only talking like under 10 people, bro. Like mm-hmm. the, the whole company was probably 12, 15, but I was only personally working with three, four, five people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get to a point where you like have to ask yourself, do I fit in with these people or do I not? And then the, it's true you said in terms of a high volume job, because I feel like there's something different about working at a job where there's mad people as opposed to a small, tight, quiet, intimate setting. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting shit there. I mean, I, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm realizing now as I'm saying it, but maybe I, maybe I don't, I don't want to say belong, but maybe I'm not as comfortable in a small company as I am in a big company. As if that makes sense. No, it's Social, so, so, Socially, not like trying to prom- get promoted or nothing but socially yeah you know um but i don't know it depends like the workplace workplaces are weird because they're not weird but it every workplace is like its own family yeah so it's like do you fit in or you don't and you know hopefully you do some people just become the guy the something guy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the always late guy the guy who stinks guy the guy who brings food that stinks and puts it in the fridge <laughs> you know then you got those guys but that, that's funny though that's funny shit at work though <laughs> yeah no it's funny uh, no it work, i mean work is different man and that's why i try to tell people now like and one of the things that was said the other day kind of stuck out to me and it's people don't quit jobs people quit managers and yeah or or a culture like when i culture. left my last place i feel like i was that's crazy that's how i felt i felt like this culture is just not for me. Yeah. It wasn't nothing personal. I did blow up that day and I came about it wrong. And if I ever see those people again, I would hope, hope that they would let me ex- explain myself, even though they do have the right to be like, yeah, hey, go fuck yourself. Cause that's pretty much what I did when I left. Yeah. <laughs> but in hindsight and watching videos on YouTube and stuff after, um, I realized, yeah, I'm like, word, like I walked away from a culture that I just didn't, f- didn't feel right for for me. Yeah. You know, and so I, I hear that. Yeah, man. I mean, for some people, yeah, because like right now, do I need to be working? Hell fucking yeah. But it also means a lot if I could get in somewhere where I feel out comfortable and warm and I fit in. And, and that way you're not stressed on the daily when you're going to work. Yeah. I was going to say the one thing that I've learned a lot and, and is that you're never, ever going to necessarily find the perfect job. And that's just life. Even when and then you, I, I think about that too. I think yeah. about that too. Like, yo, Ken, like, come on, bro. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, it's not, you know, yeah, I hear so you. Though. It's I one of those. So, so, if I were to ask you right now, the, if I were to sit there and say, well, Kenny, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your what would be the perfect job for you? Are you asking yeah. me? Asking me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it, I, I mean, rhetorically and kind of asking you because if I if I sit there and I tell you what's your, and then what I'll do, I guarantee you, 
whether I describe my perfect job or whether you describe your perfect job or whatever it is, I guarantee you, you and I, if we sit here long enough, can also find all the cons that go with it. And, and pick holes in it. Yeah, like, wait, well, if you want fucking this all the time, what about the... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, like, even... And it's funny because, I, like, I feel like even if someone said, you know, it's the perfect job for me, I just want to be at work at home and be my own boss... All right, that sounds good, but do you really want to be home like all the time? Like yeah. you're home living and you're home working and you're home living. Like I ain't gonna lie, even my last job, like even though I was per- dealing with internal struggles, it felt good to get out the house. Like that in general feels good. Like yeah, whether you hate your job or not, you're like fuck. It, at least I'm getting out the house. Though I do, regardless, you do feel productive when you get out the house. Yeah. But you know, so yeah, I yeah, I feel interesting. where you um where you working now? Uh, working for uh, Three Daughters Brewing. That's a brewing company out of uh, St. Pete. Yo, how you liking that? You've been, I've seen like the pics you be posting and shit. So I love my job, man. You be making me thirsty. You be making me thirsty, boy. You be in there. You be in the because down here is hot. This is the perfect weather to drink beer. Down yeah, here. it is. No, so I be chilling. And I see some pictures, some cold beer. I'm like, dang. Yeah, I can't complain, man. I mean, it's one of those things where I mean, don't get me wrong. Just like I said, every job is gonna have its. It's, you know, downfalls or whatever it is. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I'm overall happy with it. I mean, I tell people yeah. all the time, it's it's beer. It's not rocket science. We're not <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what do you say when you mean that? You mean, like, don't take it too serious? Try to have fun? Yeah, and that's, and that's even okay. with anything else in life. I mean, at the end of the day, though, somebody once told me, you know, life is, life is too short. You'll never get out of it alive. Literally, we're all gonna fucking die. Yeah. If you really want to go deep, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And oh, and man. there's no reason for all that. And like life is 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 about being happy. And I know a lot of people are like, well, how do you how do you live life happy? It's just just not taking. It's a it's a pursuit, like the movie. It's a pursuit. It it's is, a chase. But it's also you have mind. to you have to work for it. It's a, it is a work, but it's also a mindset. But I think what it comes down to is you have to work for that mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, now I bat- I've battled depression most of my life, so I don't know how it is to not have depression to just wake up happy. Yippee-dee-dee-dee. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't wake up the other end of the spectrum either. I don't wake up every day like this, like, oh my God. But to those people that do wake up, yippee, happy, yippee, yippee. Kudos to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for, for the rest of us, yeah, we have to work for it. And, you know, again, I, I, when I was talking with my friend yesterday, um, we were talking about we were talking about uh, depression, fun at work, happiness, happiness. Okay, my bad, I lose my train of thought. No, you're good. So, happiness. So, <clears throat> I was explaining that like that's where I'm kind of stuck right now. Like I'm trying to find somewhere where obviously I'm making money to pay bills and sustain myself and and be a uh you know like just living on my own and shit. But um, but I also want to be happy. I'm also pursuing happiness. You know what I'm saying? And she kind of just stood quiet on the phone for a minute, so I don't even know what her reaction was. <laughs> well, my whole question is, you know, so... we talk about happiness and stuff like that, and, and happiness is a very, very, very broad spectrum to everybody. So hmm. for me, the way I'm and – it, and it also comes back down to your expectations. For me, I have great friends. I'm never having – I always make sure that I have food in my stomach and I have a roof over my head, and my bills are paid. Hmm. I have and when and when you when you know when you know those things are checked off and you're good chemically like in your brain like you feel good you feel happy you're not bouncing off walls but you feel good correct and and Shit. don't get me wrong and there was a point in time where I was living paycheck to paycheck to where I couldn't go out with my friends or I didn't always have the the money to be able to afford the food that I wanted I was living off of ramen noodle packets and spam just like everybody else was. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, I was still. You, you, how did you? How did you get through that? Because that's the shit people need to hear. How did you get through that? That part of it, you you have to, and it's unfortunate to be able to have these people in your life to compare yourself to. But there's two things. Mm-hmm. One, you should never have to compare yourself to anybody. But two, there's always going to be somebody who has who's less fortunate than you. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. You, I see where you're going. You with get that. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's never that bad. Like okay, you know, yeah, I'm living paycheck to paycheck or whatever it is, but I still have food and I have a home to come over, a home, a home to walk into or a bed to sleep on. So you were counting your blessings to get by each day. Correct. And, and, yeah. but that also motivated me to want to continue to, to strive for better. And, you know, that's what drives me. And it's like, I don't want this for, for, for the rest of my life. What do I have to do? And I occupied my time with my next plan and trying to figure out what was the next step for me in my life. 
You know what's crazy? I, I I follow uh Gary Gary V on Instagram. Yeah. And one of the random videos, because he just you know he's constantly posting content, inspirational content, mm-hmm. and um. One of the videos, he's talking, talking, and I don't know, some, at some part he mentioned something that just stuck with me. And he said, everybody has three things they could offer someone else. Money, talent, slash skills. I'm paraphrasing. Money, talent, slash skills, and time. Yep. And, and I went, holy shit, that's fucking wow. So time is a big one, man. Time yep. is an underestimated like fucking thing that people don't understand. If you have time... You have something to contribute to somebody. Correct. Don't yeah. think like oh, I'm just sitting home. No one wants to work with me. Like, uh, like nah. If you sitting at home and you have time, that's something you could go to someone else and say, "Hey, look, what's up? What you need, brother?" Yeah. You know. And the one thing that you've learned about this life is it comes back down to choice. And there's been situations where you know when I was trying to tell people, "Hey, man, like, you know, when you guys should be happy." you have a choice to come into work they're like no we don't they think that they're they've been doing you know these jobs forever and that they don't have a choice to get out of whatever it is they're doing but i'm like listen you have a choice or or not to set your alarm every morning or every night before you go to bed you Mm. have a choice to go ahead and go to sleep or you have a choice to go ahead and stay up all night and party like you want to Mm. you have a choice to wake up when the alarm goes off or you have a choice to go hit the snooze and sleep in or turn off the alarm altogether uh, Everything that you do from the time that you open your eyes, even from the time that you close them, there are choices. Yep. Well, you yeah. choose well, to get up well, and go well. to work. You know what I'm saying? Or you choose to pick this job or you choose or whatever. And it's a hard concept for people to understand because they feel a lot of people feel sometimes either they're just lucky and great things are happening, or some people feel like, you know, they're just stuck in a really bad place and it's not always the case. Yeah. I know, man. I used to talk about this shit with my coworkers from my last job, too. You know, like some of them, I could tell that wanted to do other things. But and I understand once you get wrapped up in bills and card notes and mortgages, you can't just say, fuck all fuck everything. I'm going to chase my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, it it is hard, man. It's a balance. Like I know one of them had she had her own room in her house where she would do her stuff, you know, and yeah. not for uh, not for nothing. That's what Gary V told. You know, I've heard not not only Gary V, but other inspirational talkers say the same thing. They're like, "Yo, even if you got a nine to five that you hate, we get it. You got to pay bills. We get it. But guess what? That means when you clock out, you should be home, breaking night, not partying, but breaking night, working on that dream, working on that passion project. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes you know, and it's funny because my mom said the same thing too. My mom said, "You made that choice. You made that choice to quit to get up and quit. Nobody like you put yourself in a situation, and like." You know, uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that, but, you know. It's choice. funny that you say that. I think as humans, if we can become more responsible and take, and take and, and be responsible for our own actions with the choices that we make, I think that people getting offended or people not apologizing or people getting angry, I think a lot of those negativity things could change. I'm not saying that it's the, the end-all, be-all. Oh, okay. I, I know. I was, yeah, yeah. So to add to that, I know I was going to say this. Yeah, so my mom's like, look, what you're supposed to do, and of course, it's the normal right thing to do. She's like, you should have started looking for another job first. Correct. <laughs> Which is the normal thing to do, you know. Um, but, yeah, it all comes down to choices and and planning and plan your attack. Those like that's what I would say to those people you work with that are like, yo, fuck man, I don't got a choice. I got to be here. It's like, yeah. okay, I get it. You do got bills. I get you can't just clock out and walk out right now. I get it. You can't just walk up to the boss, slap him, and say, fuck you, I'm out of here. I get it. Yeah. But you can, if like you can ask one of your coworkers, not specifically, but you say, okay, what's your passion? And, and it says a woman, and she goes, well, I like making um bags, like purses and shit. I like hand making bags. And I do that on my spare time, but uh, listen, when you clock out today, go home and keep working on that. That's yeah. that's that's it. Like that that that's your that is your exit strategy. Your dream is your exit strategy of whatever shitty situation you're in. Keep doing that to pay the bills. But then when when you go home, it's the second job, which is working on that project now. And what's even funny, and it's normal for humans to do this. I guarantee you. Like, say for as a, as an example, like she might go home and she might make like she might love making bags. Mm-hmm. After she's made a hundred of them, she's gonna realize I really don't want to do this anymore. That happens too. Some, you know, and that that that's the part that breaks my heart. Because again, Gary V talks about the same thing. He's like, man, and he says the same thing. He's like, it hurts when I see people give up. When I see someone doing something for four days, thirteen days, four months, and then 
And I've seen, yep. I've, I've seen, I've seen people do like um, same thing like I'm doing, you know, little passion projects, little podcasts, or video shows, YouTube, or cooking, or whatever the fuck. And then all of a sudden, the shit disappears. And I'm like, damn, just stay with it. Who cares about likes and shit? Just build that content. But yeah, I don't know. Everyone's on a different, you know. So the best thing for you to, to, to be able to be even keel, and this is the best thing I can think of that would that would put you or put anybody else on that matter who might be in the same situation at ease. At the end of the day, whether it's a job or whether it's a project or whether it's a hobby or whether it's something that you're doing, mm-hmm. all those moments of happiness are only temporary. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is just reason- an emotion. It is, it's just an emotion, but if you can, and and the reason why I say that is because, yeah, I have a TV, yeah, I got cable, yeah, I got music, yeah, I got the gym, I got all these other things, I got a car, Mm. you know, we have all these things, but they're just things at the end of the day. Yep. The best time that I have is usually hanging out with my friends or my family, enjoying a great meal, drinking some beer, Mm -hmm. around the campfire or whatever, and those moments are moments that I'll never get back, but that's when I'm truly happiest. Isn't that fascinating that even back to the caveman days, like even they knew that that was the best, that that was the bond, like, you know, around the sit around the fire and, woo, 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 and do yep. their dances. And all. Like even they knew like that, that, that this is the time for that, that, that camaraderie is, you know, is what brings us together. Spending time together it, is a Correct. thing in itself or everybody getting together and singing and dancing. And bro, right now I'm staring at my PlayStation I got a PlayStation 4 here. I got a bunch of games here. I'm looking at my window right now. I got a Mustang parked right outside the crib. I'm looking at my closet right now. I got, you know, decent clothes. <laughs> I was going to say nice clothes. Decent. I got Nikes and nice, some suits ready to go for interviews and yada, yada. But at the end of the day, you're right. You can have all this material shit in the world. But if you don't got no one to enjoy it with, bro, like loneliness is a motherfucker. It is. And that's the reason why, like, I tell people all the time, like, and I see friends do it all the time, too, and it's not not uncommon. I see people chasing dreams all the time. They're chasing after that dollar. But at the end of the day, a lot of the people that I know that leave to go chase money elsewhere, they all come back and they tell me the same thing. You know what? The money wasn't worth it. I, the quality of life was completely different. I was making twice as much as I was making before. I was getting experiences that I never got before. But at the end of the day, I wasn't able to experience it and share that experience with my friends and family who I care most about it. Yeah, it's true, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've I've heard and read stories. I've seen documentaries about people that worked in Wall Street. Yeah, bro, and just straight up left and went backpacking. And I'm not the whole backpacking travel the world type, but... Yeah. To to those that are to that guy who I saw that did that that left his fucking Wall Street New York job making fucking however much thousand dollars a year he was making to go backpack around the world and shit like that's just a small example cliche example but it's real that shit happens people get up from these great nice comfortable lives and say fuck all of this I'm going to fucking do what makes me happy. It's funny <laughs> that you say that because there was an episode where a guy on Shark Tank sold his business. And it wasn't from like for a phenomenal amount of money, but it was it was in a couple of millions. I, not even I don't I think it was like around like a a couple hundred thousand is what he sold his business for, right? Yeah. The first thing he did was he sold his house and he sold all of his possessions. Took him, his wife, and his two kids, and they traveled the entire country for one full year. Damn! Look at that, bro. Look at that. And to him, that matters more. Well, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I would I would think that that matters more than making a you know then running a business and making the money and and uh, i don't want to sound like i'm just black because the thing is like okay the business yes it does make you money you know you do want to feed your business this is something else i've seen the people who are people have a business and they make a shit ton of money and splurge it instead of reinvesting it back into the business but that's but that's a separate conversation you know but yeah man to fucking be able to take your family for a year and just travel and be happy and create memories that shit will last because even if he goes a year broke or his company tanks for a year, that year yeah. that he had with his family, they can't, nobody could ever take that away from them. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah companionship, man. Yo, yeah. speaking of which, I was, uh, usually I go to people's Facebook page like to try to get some, uh, some content yeah. <laughs> and, and some, <laughs> and some context of what they want to talk about and shit. But yeah. I'm looking on your page, man. Look like somebody found love. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> how did pre- last time we hung out? I think you were single. So how did all this yeah. uh, come about? Yeah, man, it was crazy. So we've actually known each other for 
I would say probably 20 years. Holy shit. But we only knew of each other from like running in the same circles. We've actually never hung out before. Mm. Um, it was ironic because obviously I just got out of a, a long-term relationship and she actually got out of a very similar situation, also long-term. True. And we both ended our relationships at the same time almost. Okay. And then uh, randomly, um, we were friends on Facebook, but we weren't friends on Instagram. And then Instagram kind of had that whole like suggested friends and I popped up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you popped up. Yeah. So okay. I, she added me. So okay. I was like, cool. And then I was like, all right, well, that's cool. I haven't seen this girl in a while. Let me see what's up. And then I saw one of her pictures, and I left a, a little comment with a little heart eyes on there. You know, oh, if we call that in 2019, we call that shooting the shot, papa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. so she didn't even see it for almost like three or four days because for some reason she didn't get a notification on it. But then she saw that I posted a picture, and then she kind of slid in the DMs a little bit. Oh, and the rest is history, man. There we it both, is. Simple as that. You know, yes, sir. Yeah, it was easy. We both know what we want, and uh, we both, you know, are, are very upfront and very forward. And it's just all worked out so far. Yeah, it's crazy because I come, I come from more of an old school generation where you have to like literally go up to a girl and talk to her and try to get her number written down on a napkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so it's funny. Like when I was talking with my my ex, like this is high school shit. So like we go back. To when I had to call and be like, uh, hi, hi, can I can, can I speak to Ruthie? And it's like the mom or the brother, and it's like she's not here. Click, you know, like that whole. <laughs> you remember those times? Or when you were, yeah. or when you were talking on the phone with a girl, you would be on the phone till fucking six in the morning. You got to go back to school at seven. Yeah, and shit. You yeah. hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. Exactly. <laughs> Funny, bro. So <clears throat> when I started full sale last year, I had just moved down here to Florida. So I was hanging out with a home with my one of my classmates, and I'm telling her, I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, man, I'm having trouble like meeting people down here, like women and shit. Like, I don't know, like, where's where's the spot and shit." And she, <laughs> she didn't say Instagram, but she was just saying like, "Gotta shoot your shot. Like, if you see some bitch online that you fucks with, shoot your shot." <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's how it's really done in the new millennia. This is America now. <laughs> yeah, because she's great. she's in her early twenties, and I'm in my early thirties. So she broke it. So she broke it down how it is nowadays. She's like, yeah. gotta go online, go on social, see what you like, shoot your shot, papa. Yeah. I'm like, shit. All right, simple as that. Say no more. It's true. It's so funny because there's a quote that me and her just ran into when we were down in Miami this last weekend, and the the quote was, "The time is always now." Yeah, that's how I felt about this damn podcast, bro. I've been thinking about starting this shit up since like. 2015 or something bro yeah. and i just kept procrastinating procrastinating and even when i finally started this one up now um i did the first episode maybe two or three weeks ago it's eight minutes of what the fuck but it was like i have to just literally get this shit going like how much more are we just gonna keep thinking about it yeah you know so. it's funny main boat i've been wanting to start like a youtube channel and all that stuff to be able to talk about random stuff that we're doing now and add some motivation to some people's lives and hopefully I can make some differences. Bro, I, I would just say to start with one video and like in your mind, I would say don't don't look at it as this is the first episode of something. Just kind of do something and, yeah. and but but go through the motions of putting it up on YouTube, creating a nice page and then just it's weird because you get a bug. It's addicting. You put the first episode up of something and at first you're kind of nervous like oh, I don't know how people are going to react or whatever. But then I, I, you get to a point where you're like, yo, I don't even care about the reaction. I just want to keep making more. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if – and that – yeah, I guess that's just following the passion. If that's where your heart is taking you right now, just do it. Just do one and then just see how you feel. And I'm telling yeah. you, it's like a dopamine, man. Like, I don't know if that's the word and a tremendous word for a Latino, but <laughs> – No, <laughs> it's like... dopamine, dopamine works. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> so, you know, it's like – yeah, it's like a rush, man. It's a, it's a good rush when you're posting content. And, um, yeah, I would just say go for it, bro. Go for it, man. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I'm happy for you and your, your newfound love. Um, you're definitely doing your thing, brother. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I'm sure I know I didn't even know about the whole job thing until just now, too. So I'm learning about you. But oh, that's all good, bro. Well, whatever it is that you need help with, let me know, man. Like I said, it comes back down to networking. And and one thing that I did when we were in college, I made it a goal, a goal for every single week that I was in school. I forced myself to meet two new people every week. 
Oh, shit. And whether we stayed friends or we didn't, it didn't matter. I was forced to make sure. I told myself I'm going to make two new friends every week, no matter what. Yo, I might start doing that. That yeah, sounds fun. Force yourself to do it. Damn, that sounds fucking amazing because that's realistic. It's not saying, oh, yeah. go and become fucking Johnny Social now. Nah, that's realistic. No. Like, I could go to Target. Nah, maybe not Target. I don't want to go up to some girl at Target or so. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I, you know, like, try to legitimately. Oh, shit, what's that beeping? That's oh, microwave. Oh, what you, what you cooking? Cooking rice with some shrimp. Oh, shit. Broccoli. Getting it in. You cooking? You chefing right now, boy? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. You got the broccoli. You got the white white rice. Yeah. Nah, I, I like Only white half rice. half a cup, though. I can't eat more than half a cup. That's what my, my, my boy said. So Once in a while, if I'm, like, stoned, I could do pork fried rice, a nice big yeah. thing of pork fried rice with soy sauce, duck sauce, hot sauce, and fuck this shit with the little fried eggs in it. Hell yeah. Ooh. But, yeah, on some watching my weight shit, the white, white rice is <laughs> it's definitely good, too. Some nice moist white rice I love too, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But um, all right, man. So I'm gonna let you eat. We already went 50 minutes, which is beautiful. Um, I usually tell people to just give me 45 minutes of their time. You gave me 50. You're the it's man. All natural conversation, you know what I mean? All natural, organic, baby. So well, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, enjoy that food and we'll see each other again, man. I'm not sure. Maybe at one of the other bros. Uh, I'll see you or birthday. sisters thingamajiggy, yeah. Yo, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so your birthday is what day exactly? The twelfth. Wow, and I'm the fourteenth. There it is. Yeah. We got to link up. Yes, sir. That week yeah. we will be linking up for the birthday week. Yes, and I need to meet people too. So I'm, I'll be a wingman. Feel free to introduce me to friends of your of your friends. You know, come come to my birthday. <laughs> I'll probably have close to 30, 40 people there for my birthday dinner. Ah, uh, say no more, brother. Say no more. That's All it. Right. So we set. So yeah, man. Have a good night. Thank you again, man. Much love. I love you, my brother. And um, we'll we'll chop it up again soon, man. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Peace.